listeners. Uh, we're live from Freedom Fest, and we've got David from Start9 Labs with us today. David, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Fantastic. Doing well. First interview of the day, so got nice. our coffee going. Everyone's ready to go. Yeah, mine too. I think I'm going to be booked solid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you have a booth here at Freedom Fest, and you're, you have a very interesting product and would you want to give give our listeners, maybe if they're not familiar with what Start9 does, give them a little backstory, background? Sure. I think it's important uh, when you're talking about what we do to understand uh, the way that the internet works today. Uh, and what we have today is uh, the client-server model. And what that means is that whenever you go to a website, say that you're going to uh, Google because you want to share some photos with family, you're going to uh, Google's uh, cloud, and the cloud just means someone else's computer. So you're going to Google's computers and you're asking permission after you've created an account. Uh, you're asking permission, can I get my data? Can I get my photos and share those with my friends and family? Uh, and, you know, that's all good and fine as long as it is, but if for some reason they want to sell your data, which they'd certainly do, that's, that's their business model, or if they want to turn off your account at any time, they have the ability to do that. Uh, what we do is we create personal servers, so that cloud becomes yours. So we create a very small computer that you can put next to your router, and just like your router, you can kind of forget about it, access it from your phone and your laptop, and if you want to share like a photo album, you just uh, give a link to your friends or family, and they can click that, and they're accessing your computer, which you are not going to censor, and you are not going to uh, use fa facial recognition to track uh, yourself across the internet. You're not going to make money by advertising to yourself. Uh, and so it's a way to take control of your data. So, okay, I'll, I'll interject a little bit here. And I said before we started that I'll kind of play the layman here. Sure. Um, so, okay, if, if people are looking at how to protect their data and all this stuff, and they've heard of like a VPN before, um, how is this different? Like what, what level of layers of protection are you dealing with with your product compared to like a VPN service? Okay, that's a good question. So a VPN is... Uh, is a, a way to uh, kind of shield your internet traffic in general. Uh, and, and that's going to be something that you're going to run on your computer or on perhaps your router. Um, and so that's a little bit different than what we're talking about here. That's going to protect your connection in general. Uh, what we have is that personal server where you're actually storing your data. Uh, now, there are a lot of security and privacy advantages the way that we've built this out uh, because everything is run by default over the Tor network. And the Tor network, uh, similar to a VPN, is end-to-end -end encrypted, which means that anyone that's trying to look at your traffic uh, from the middle that, that, you know, uh, that shouldn't be, uh, they're just going to see a bunch of garbage. Um, so it is end-to-end -end encrypted, and it is a peer-to-peer -peer network as well. So uh, there are some similarities there to a VPN, but it's a little bit different. So we're not actually uh, funneling all of your uh, houses or, inner, or your office's um, uh, traffic through a VPN, but the traffic that you are uh, using to and from your personal server, uh, our device, the embassy, that is all encrypted uh, and secured. Okay. So... Now, I know we also talked about this a little bit before. Um, could you walk through, like, our listeners that may not be consider themselves very tech-savvy on the, the setup? Because I, I know sure. that it, it seems very straightforward, but some people just, when it comes to technology, they just want to set it and forget it. Yeah, and that's exactly what uh, the experience that we're, that we're trying to create. So we have a, a box about the size of a deck of cards, uh, and that's, that's it. That's the device. That's, uh, that's your personal server. And what you're going to do is you're going to plug an Ethernet cable uh, directly into your router. And so you're going to set that device right next to your router. Um, and you're going to plug it into the power. 
and when it uh, boots up, it's going to make a, a startup beep, and then it's going to make a chime. Uh, those two noises let you know that it's ready to go, and then from there, you'll access it via a phone app, and it'll walk you through the setup. The setup is just a couple of steps, and what that's doing is that's uh, producing all those encryption keys that are securing uh, those connections uh, at that time. And what that means is that uh, as those are created at, at that time on your network, we, the company, Start9, have no access to any of that. And so that's what that brief setup process is for. Uh, and so that process is just a couple of minutes. We have a video online. If you have any trouble with it, we're happy to walk you through it. We're uh, very proud to um, to help people. We're, we're proud to have a, a good customer service where we actually interact with people if they do have uh, an issue and need a hand. But yeah, it's just a few minute setup process. And then from there, uh, the experience is just like an app store on a phone. So you've got a one-click install of whatever kind of uh, uh, software that you want to install from our marketplace. Okay, so that's easy enough that I, I could teach my, my grandma how to do it. Yeah, yeah, certainly. <laughs> there's, um, there's definitely a little bit of a learning curve with some of the services, especially if you're using, uh, for example, the Bitcoin or Lightning nodes. Uh, those are going to have some learning curve to them. Uh, again, we're there to help you out. We've got a strong community. Uh, oftentimes, our uh, community members will jump into our chats and answer questions before even we get a chance to. So okay. uh, there is a strong community. We are making it as grandma-friendly as possible, but as I said, there might be a little learning curve there. <laughs> right, right. So if you could, if, for somebody that just doesn't care about privacy or any of the stuff we're talking about, what, what elevator pitch would you give them, just like your most fiery, passionate pitch on security and privacy? Why does it matter? Sure. Uh, the first thing I'd ask for is uh, your passwords, your banking details, your social security number, uh, your mother's maiden name. And if they still don't care about privacy after giving me all of that, uh, <laughs> then uh, I guess I would explain to them that, uh, I, that I, I believe personally that... Um, and honestly, I probably speak for Start9 as well when I say this. I try to separate my opinions and the company's opinions, but they, they sure. meld quite a bit. Um, I would say that privacy ought to be the default for humanity and their communications and their digital lives. So when you own a piece of data, such as a family photo album, uh, you know that's something that, that is supposed to belong to you. You took those pictures, they're of you, they're of your friends and family. Uh, there's no reason that uh, Facebook or Google should uh, be able to take possession of that and then make money off of it or use it to track you across the internet or uh, to spy on you or to share that information with government agencies, for example. Right, right. So I, let, me, let me ask this. Um, another layman question. But to my understanding, like I, I use Signal for a group chat with mm -hmm. you know, several friends. And while I understand that it's more secure than something like iMessage, I have a friend who uh, is like well-versed in military, like intel and he said that if they really want to like they have complete access to signal so uh, the way i look at it is if let's say the nsa wants anything i have done like they could probably just get like a recording of my screen so i mean ultimately what what levels of security are possible and then what is just like completely out of our hands if that makes sense like what yeah, to what uh, level can you actually protect yourself yeah absolutely that's a great question uh and it's one that we get a lot so Security and privacy are kind of a sliding scale. So, um, for example, if you're being targeted directly by the NSA or FBI or you know any of these other alphabet boys, uh, there's a good chance that there's not much you can do because sure. the technology exists to, for example, 
scan your entire home for all kinds of different electrical frequencies and pick up things as, as small as the um, uh, flickers coming out of a monitor to re recreate a display uh, you know, within a van down the street or something. They could uh, pick up on your keyboard strokes uh, and figure out what you're typing. So if you're being directly targeted, um, there's, there's kind of not a lot that you can do. Right, um, right. So when, when you get to that level, uh, you know, privacy is essentially dead. Right, right. Um, <laughs> the good news is that uh, they, they simply are not doing that and cannot do that to everybody. You know, right, they right. They don't have the manpower. Um, they would like to automate all that, I'm sure. But... Um, but luckily for us, uh, when you start moving up that scale away from direct targeting of that nature, um, the tools that we have available to us are quite powerful. Um, so you mentioned Signal. Signal is a great uh, messaging application. I use it all the time. I've got a lot of friends and family on it. Uh, it's easy to use, you know, all that. Uh, the encryption is very strong on it. Uh, the one weakness to Signal is that the infrastructure uh, belongs to Signal. So. For one, we don't know exactly what software they're running. We're kind of trusting them on that. Um, and for two, a lot of that infrastructure is going to be in large data centers owned by these big tech giants like Amazon, for example. Uh, so we recently added Matrix, which is an open chat protocol, to uh, the embassy. Uh, and Matrix is very similar in that it's an end-to-end -end, uh, end -end encrypted uh, chat protocol. Uh, you can do group chats, you can do all the things you would expect from a modern messenger. Uh, the difference is, is that that server is running on your little uh, deck of cards sized device that you got sitting next to your router, and then it's just talking to other uh, computers just like it. Okay. Uh, so you don't have to trust any central in infrastructure, any third party. So uh, you become regard. the infrastructure. Essentially, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that and is the broad scope of this is to eventually we take control of all the infrastructure of our own communications. And, and then as it grows, you know, you could start having whole families be their own infrastructure, communities and that. Yeah, yeah, and we've designed this device as a personal server, so uh, it's intended for one person. It is. There are a few services, such as Matrix, which allow uh, multiple sign-ins, so it could be used uh, for a small household, for example, if you're not storing a lot of heavy data. Um, and uh, now that we're adding external drive support, you can actually uh, add quite a bit of data um, uh, to the extent that you want to, you know, how big of a hard drive that you want. Um, but, uh, yeah, you could have a couple of users on these, although we advise them for, uh, for personal use. Uh, and then in the future, we will probably start to expand out to bigger hardware. Now, um, and this is, I mean, not to pivot too much here, but is, is your device, the Embassy, is it like a, an original technology? Are there other competitors out there, or how new is this market of, of security? Yeah, so the... the so let's take a step back here and, and, and just say that the op what we built is an operating system that allows you to easily host your own open source software, okay? And that's something that's been possible for a long time. It's always been possible to host your own software. The problem is, is that it's required a lot of technical expertise and systems administration experience. And uh, what we did is we just made it a very uh, uh, familiar, uh, you know, one-click install for each of those services uh, kind of experience. So uh, there are some other uh, kind of similar projects. Uh, we seem to be fairly unique to my knowledge. It's possible there's another company out there or another project out there uh, that I don't know about that's doing something like this. But as far as I can tell, our particular approach is fairly unique at the moment. Okay, awesome. I was going to say, I, you know, I may not be the most tech savvy, but I do try to keep my ear to the ground for new, like, I'll call it disruptive technologies like that. 
and I haven't heard of any. Like mm-hmm. when I had heard of Start Nine, that was the first. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, uh, projects that do uh, basically Bitcoin and Lightning full nodes in a box. Um, so that's not particularly unique. There are a lot of those projects. Uh, a lot of them are very good. Uh, a lot of our customers run both our device and another Bitcoin node, um, as Bitcoin is one of the killer apps on our device. Um, however, we made it very generalized to where you could run those other services, like uh, like your file storage or your photo storage or a password manager. Um, we have Mastodon on there, which is like a Twitter replacement, so you can even get your own social media un- under control uh, to where no one can censor your free speech. Okay. So, yeah, a lot of, is, lot of different general so purpose. You do use. have a Bitcoin app on there, and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. many of our listeners are at least aware of Bitcoin or into the community. Is that Bitcoin app include the full node? Yeah, so that Bitcoin application is a Bitcoin Core full node. Um, it is currently uh, set to be a prune node, which means that you download and verify the entire blockchain. Yep. And then it discards all of the data uh, with the exception of the blocks that you need for your own personal transactions and the most recent blocks. Uh, now that we're moving to large external drives, uh, you can uh, either do the same, which is going to suit just fine for most people's needs, or if people would like to do the full archival node, which means you uh, store that uh, full blockchain that in runs, perpetuity. Yeah, everything. That, yeah. yeah, and that does allow you a little bit more flexibility and a little bit more uh, advanced use cases for, for your Bitcoin nodes so you could run um, uh, other services on top of that that you wouldn't be able to run on a prude node necessarily. Okay, that's that's really awesome. That's, that's a big sell because I know that a couple of my friends in the community have been, you know, telling people, run your own nodes, store mm-hmm. your own Bitcoin. Yep. So this is this is good. It's a good practical way to get all your tools all in one setup. Yeah, and it's really great now that it's so easy to run uh, Bitcoin nodes. That's actually how I uh, found out about the company. Is I was running my own Lightning nodes at home. I was building them from scratch. And, uh, you know, I was doing it the hard way, as I was kind of just explaining. And I was like, this sucks. No one is going to want to use Bitcoin and Lightning if this is how difficult it is to set up. And I was just really depressed about that situation and kind of just kept doing it and plugging along and being uh, being grumpy about it. Uh, and a buddy of mine told me about these guys, and I bought one of their devices, plugged it in, fired it up, had a one-click install Bitcoin, one-click install Lightning. And I was like, well... If it's this easy, people might actually use this. Yeah. Like it really right, gave me right. hope, and so you know, I had to get a hold of them and and uh, and, and be like, hey, I want to help. You know, I was working for myself at the time; I didn't need a job, um, but I was so aligned with these guys, and uh, I also heard them on a podcast, and they were speaking my language, so um, I definitely had to jump in and, and give them a hand. So before we started recording just now, uh, you were kind of giving me your backstory about how you came to kind of the the libertarian anarchism. Um, just in a nutshell for the listeners, you want to kind of give your backstory? Sure, yeah. So uh, I spent a lot of time doing like physical labor and menial work. Uh, I was working in um, uh, like warehouses, factories, assembly lines, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, self-teaching myself technology when I was at home, uh, different kind of uh, skills that I was talking about earlier, like systems administration stuff and Linux. Uh, and... Um, and during, while I was while I was doing the, those jobs, I was uh, I had my headphones in 10, 12 hours a day, and I'm just sucking down history, philosophy, anarchism, economics, and then Bitcoin came out, and I started listening to uh, you know what cryptocurrencies could do, and um, so I was learning all this stuff, and I kind of came into um, into this kind of you know field, I guess, with that background in anarchism and uh, an understanding. Uh, 
a little bit differently than sometimes Bitcoin brings people into those. And for me, I came into Bitcoin from those. Okay, okay, that's very interesting. Um, now, we, our format for the listeners, we're going to do like 10, 15, 20-minute interviews and, uh, and just kind of like break them up that way. So um, is there anything you want to close on? You want to tell people like where to find Start9 and, and you know, what the products you know where to find them sure yeah the easiest way is going to be to uh hop on start9.com that's s-t-a-r-t the number nine dot com uh you can find us there you can find us on uh, telegram and matrix uh start nine community if you search on there uh our website also has all of those channels um and i think we're on uh you know social media as well twitter and mastodon um, I don't think we do Facebook, but uh, it's possible. I don't know. I haven't Good had Facebook you. in yeah, a long not, time. You're not missing anything on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've so. heard it's kind of a it's, it's boomer book at this point. Oh, it's it? yeah, it's just <laughs> it's nothing but yeah. terrible dialogue and nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And also, feel free to reach out to me directly. We're real, uh, we really pride ourselves on customer support, so uh, you can reach out to me directly, David at start9labs.com. That's labs, L-A-B-S. All right. Well, David, thank you for stopping by the booth and uh, and talking with us. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, I really appreciate it. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20.